Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Welcome back, everyone. As usual, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Josh Gilbert. Josh, how are you? I'm very good, Sam. Very good. Um, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, very well. Very well. We've both been away recently, but we made it back in time for the podcast, which is all that all that matters. How was your your time away in the sun? I hope. My, my, yeah, in the sun. Yeah, I had some had a nice break. You were very lucky to go and watch the uh, the England boys. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. It to the semi-finals. That's right. In Marseille, uh, it was a good time. We got the win. However, we play South Africa next week in the semi-final, and one of my good mates in the office, Nicholas McGregor, is the most South African of South Africans, and he will not let it down if they beat us. And unfortunately, it feels like when they beat us, but who knows? There's always hope, isn't there? Uh, Let's get into it today. Then we've got earnings from Tesla, from Netflix, and then we've got a few selected others to to get through. It feels like it's really starting to to heat up now, Josh. Yeah, it does. It just sort of comes at you, doesn't it? Earnings season, it really sort of flies at it. And uh, yeah, just back to Nick as well. He is a very passionate rugby fan, isn't he? I just, you know, we we I, I see him on Twitter, and he's very passionate. I love it. But yeah, he, he's not going to let you live that down if you no. No, and, and and listen, I I I I know there will be a few South Africans that are listening to this, and they are a very very passionate rugby lot. Um, so if you do win, just celebrate amongst yourselves. You don't need to come. Up, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Um, however, if it's the other way around, what would we do? I don't know how humble we'd be. Uh, first up, then Tesla. Their earnings are due soon, and, and of course, there'll be a lot of eyes on that uh, and how they do. Uh, what are we expecting? Uh, what should the market be focusing on? Uh, and then I'll have a little look at the the chart as well, Josh. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting report for for sort of Tesla because they're coming off the back of what was a weaker sort of Q3 delivery number as well. So that usually obviously comes out uh, right at the end of of Q3, and that was below expectations. We had some longer than expected downtimes of their factories. We discuss it on on the podcast in, in Shanghai and Austin. Um, but then that, you know, there's going to be a big focus on that. Um, so I think that's probably one area that, you know, investors should should, should sort of keep an eye on first, because I think that could really move the the sort of the needle in terms of, you know, movement after hours. Because I think that we, you know, Musk has continued to always stick to sort of delivery targets and, you know, markets don't like it when they're not ultimately hitting those sort of numbers. You know, the key thing here is to, to sort of sell vehicles. And if they're not selling as many vehicles as, you know, as, as they're sort of promising, then uh, unfortunately the market's going to discount that very quickly as well. So the target is 1.8 million. Um, and I think we're going to hear that in the, uh, you know, in the call afterwards. And we need to sort of get that through in the outlook. 
do you know do they reaffirm that guidance do they sort of pull back slightly uh, but as i say i think that's got the potential to sort of move the dial after hours um want to hear more on that same call about the cyber truck you know that's going to be a real clear catalyst i think heading into next year as well the reason the the factory uh the factories have been closed some of the models um are sort of getting upgrades you know new sort of look uh, you know, being sort of refreshed. So I think there's a few sort of catalysts in there that the, the sort of the market can can sort of enjoy on, on a positive note. A lot riding on the call. We always talk about it, Sam, but after hours, you know, really key, of course. But secondly, it's going to be in the numbers when it, you know, when we first get that, that sort of reading come out. And, and I think that's going to come from margin performance. Margins have been the focus uh, of Wall Street when it comes to Tesla ever since those price cuts at the sort of the start of the year, they've chipped away at what is, you know, Tesla's impressive automotive gross margins. Um, so, we, you know, that's going to be the number again. It was the number in Q2, it was the number in Q1, and it's going to be sort of the same here. And it's going to be the same here for a couple of reasons. Um, the, the numbers to watch, though, is going to be consensus is for 19% automotive gross margins. And then there's another number to watch, and that's 17% is the consensus. That's automotive gross margins excluding regulatory credits. So if you don't know what the regulatory credits are, when essentially um, a a manufacturer in the US sells electric vehicles, um, they receive credits. Uh, Ultimately, because Tesla only sells 100% electric vehicles, they have excess credits. They can then sell those credits to uh, other automakers, and essentially it's 100% profit. So a lot of the time, uh, analysts will, will sort of go with that number taken out. Um, but it's worth having both those numbers in mind. So 19%, uh, 19% just raw, 17% excluding the regulatory credits on the most on the automotive gross margins. Um, but a number, you know, including those credits above 19%, if we say 20, the market's gonna like it. Below that 19%, then we're gonna have an opposite effect on on sort of the market. But the good news, which I was sort of alluding to a moment ago, is that what has been sort of driving down those margins, which is ultimately being those price cuts, you know, are sort of behind. The price cuts have happened. We know about the margins are picking up again. You know, they they probably have already bottomed um, and, and margins are going to start picking up again in, in sort of Q4. The outlook for Q4 is already sort of pretty solid. That could, of course, change on, on the call. But for now, um, you know, margins are sort of picking back up. So again, are, are going to be a really interesting one. We always sort of say that with Tesla because I always think there's a lot riding on it. You always get so much from Musk as well. Um, you know, there's always something that can sort of come up. There's always that bit of volatility that can come with it. Um, but yeah, a couple more numbers, total revenues of 24 billion uh, and earnings of, of 77 cents are the numbers to, to sort of keep an eye on uh, when earnings come out. Yeah, a lot of eyes will be on it. Uh, Chart-wise, I mean, obviously, something could happen before the uh, earning report although i would say over the last few weeks it hasn't really moved too much that'd be a bit of a surprise uh we're getting squeezed from from both directions the high from the all-time high from 2021 to the low that we had beginning of january prices getting squeezed in between those levels and uh what i would want to see if i'm a bull is us trade above 280 soon if I was a bear, I'd want it to be below, below 237. Anything in between that point, I think it's just going to be noise. So, uh, yeah, earnings reports, of course, can, can move the dial. Uh, and ultimately, if we can get above 280, there's a lot of resistance trading around 315, which was the summer highs from last year and also May. 
that's going to be the the key zone as well. Uh, next up, then, as I said, we, we've got Netflix, and I'll ask you the the same questions again. But I reckon, more importantly, I want to know what the main man has been watching on the app. Well, so there is a, a, a main one that everyone's been watching, um, which will, will, will of of course it is. Yes. Everyone is everyone is talking about it. Um, it's you know it has been Bex. What a man! Yes. When you were watching it, uh, were you doing the same thing and just being like, oh, it's Scalzi? It's, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so just watching it back and be like, oh yeah, oh, gonna, this is going to be the yeah. boot. This is when he gets yeah. kicked with the boot. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> that was me all all the time. But no, a little one that's gone under the radar. Um, Aaron, who is Aaron Carter? I think it is. I think it's called. Oh, um, yeah, it's a little bit of action mystery set in Barcelona. Um, oh yes, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, if... I did watch that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't sure that was going to be a, a bit of you, but um, that's that was one that I, yeah, I did sort of kind of get into. I thought it was kind of funny as well. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, it was an easy watch, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. and she was a badass for sure. Um, yeah, Bex, absolutely. Bex, the same. I mean, I couldn't actually believe. How bad it was in 1998. Obviously, you know, mm. I was, what I mean, seven, eight years old. Uh, so you don't really realize what's going on in the outside of, of your house at those times. But yeah, the press absolutely ridiculed him. Um, but he's come through stronger. Um, Netflix, then, they, they've been through a relatively hard time in, in recent years, but recovered a little bit. We'll have a look mm. at their chart shortly. Earnings report around the corner. What we're looking at, what we're focusing on, what the market uh, wants to see. Yeah, I mean, look. Well, the first question is actually a great question, though, because it actually shows you know what's going to drive new subscribers and and what's going to help retain those users. Mm. Um, I was flying back from from Perth a few weeks ago, and half the plane was watching Bex. You walk up wow. and down, and everyone's because you know on some of the domestic flights here, no sort of TV screens. Everyone's holding their phone. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know, so and I think you could and you can see it right, and you can watch it. And I think content will always be key for Netflix with any streaming giant. That's that's what it is, and it's pretty solid right now. And I think that that's going to help them. You know, heading into Q four, we've just thrown sort of two names off of the bat pretty quickly that we were both like, yeah, brilliant, and that's a reason to sort of subscribe. Um, Netflix, if you're listening, feel free to give me and Sam some influencer deals. Um, yes, but look, look I'm sure we're going to hear more about that on on the earnings call again. Um, they may give you know some some sort of guidance, some some strong numbers heading into Q4, given how positive we may have seen this period for them. Um, but again, we also have got to remember that you know interest rates globally are are pretty elevated and and budgets are being squeezed. So you know there's there's two sides to it. Um, so forecast guidance there, I think for Q4 going to be really key. I I think keep an eye out for that. I think there could be a nice surprise there. I think they're going to come out with something positive because I think they would have seen a lot of lot of interest from from you know the content they've produced recently worth noting though that they don't offer subscriber guidance anymore um they've shifted to try um to get investors to sort of look back uh, look past those headline subscriber numbers and focus on on sort of revenue growth um but for this quarter uh, market expects 6.2 million new subscriptions that's up about 150 percent from a year ago and and as you sort of said earlier sam it's been through you know, a bit of a difficult period and they had, you know, really tough period when they were sort of losing subscribers, yep. you know, in the quarter. So, you know, 6.2 million new subs in Q3. I think that the way that um, the, the sort of the Beckham documentary has come out, that I think that was released on the 1st or 2nd of October. So, you know, already into Q4, 
Yeah, yeah, we're into Q4. That's terrible that I even had to question that. <laughs> so into, into Q4. And so I think, you know, that number could be, you know, towards eight, nine million in, in sort of Q4, uh, given that this, that how big this has been sort of globally. Um, and we're also starting to see revenue growth as well, creep back to sort of double digits. Um, that's expected uh, to sort of get delivered in Q4. We're going to see double digit revenue growth in, in sort of Q4 as, as the market expects it right now. Um, but for Q3, Street expects $3.49 on earnings and revenue of about eight and a half billion, which is about 8% growth. Um, but the, the sort of the best growth we've seen for a couple of quarters couple of things to look out for the ad supported tier which um has obviously come in recently that came under a bit of scrutiny last quarter um and i think insights there are going to be you know really interesting because i've read some wall street analysts saying that you know their sort of views um especially at goldman they've sort of said that the their ad spend that they're receiving so far hasn't been at quite what analysts had expected it to be and, and what i think netflix expected it to be um which i think is still a bit of a surprise i thought this would be sort of a, a complete hit really, but it maybe it just, it takes a bit of time. You know, you, you never want to be sort of the, there's maybe companies that don't want to be the sort of the first ones, you know, throwing the hat in the, in the sort of the ring. Um, and competition is heating up. You know, those, those dollars um, can only be stretched so far. Disney, Apple, Amazon, uh, you know, we can go on. There's lots of good things on, on all of those uh, at the moment as well. The Newcastle documentary on Amazon. Um, so there's, you know, plenty there. Um, just just completely always brought about to football, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. But um, but look, Netflix is it's good, it's good a great business, you know. It's got it's had solid growth, uh, good margins. Um, the valuation has picked up a little bit recently, but its valuation is still much lower than than its 10-year average, much, much lower. Uh, it's trading about 26 times forward earnings. Um and pretty decent 12 months, shares up about 50% or just under 50%. So I think there's still room to the upside. And you, you'll probably have a look at the chart now, but I think we're about 50% off uh, those all-time highs that we had. I think it was back into the 2020, maybe late 2022. Um, and, and tech, obviously, as we know, has sort of led the gains so far this year. We had that slight breather in Q3. We had the Fed's hawkish stance. You know, we had those yields soaring. But I think, you know, tech has, has been... You know they're they're going to lead the earnings recovery here, and so these names are ones to sort of keep keep an eye on. Whether it is Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, cutting jobs, whether it is you know Netflix, you know pulling back on on some of their internal operations, and um, you know ultimately these were the guys that went into cost cutting mode first, uh, and we're seeing that come through in margins. I think a lot of these tech names have have seen margins bottom out, and that's why I think we think that this sort of tech rally has has sort of more legs. But again. A lot, as we know, happens, um, you know, after hours, you know, post-market, pre-market. So keep an, an eye on those after hours markets. You can, you can sort of view them uh, on eToro. There's there's some, you know, some great names that you can trade in and after hours. Netflix and Tesla are, are two of those. Um, but as usual, we've already had some some sort of big names report already because, you know, we, we sort of, we, we get this build up, don't you? It's like this slow build up before you get to the, the sort of magnificent seven. Um, any of those names that we've had so far jumped out to you at all, Sam? Or? Yeah, well, we had, a, we had a few on, on Tuesday uh, where you record this Wednesday morning um, and Johnson and Johnson reported uh, better than expected earnings, increased their, their uh, four year guidance, mainly due to strong demand for its leading drug. 
Stellara uh, and a $21 billion gain from the spin-off on its consumer health unit. It uh, finished the day up only about 0.9%. Uh, from a technical standpoint, 150 is the main level that I would be focusing on if I'm a, uh, a shareholder or, you know, kind of looking at it. Uh, and currently it's trading or on yesterday's close around 155. So as long as it's above there, I think shareholders will be happy enough. Uh, we also had Bank of America, which reported yesterday they finished up 2.3%. They exceeded expectations of both earnings per share and revenue. That was mainly driven by higher net interest income, U.S. consumer spending. God bless the U.S. consumer. Uh, they remain above last year level, last year's levels, but it is showing lines of slowing down a little bit. Uh, the CFO of uh, Bank of America also noted that in quarter three, they saw the highest sales and trading revenue in over a decade the big level for me there uh to watch to the downside would be 24 dollars a share we're trading just north of uh 26 27 uh so we're still quite nicely above that 26 26 is the low from january so we just came into a big level support and as long as we stay above that i think shareholders will be relatively happy below there things will probably get a little bit interesting to the downside we also had uh, a busy day, by the way, isn't it? Uh, Goldman Sachs, they experienced some pre-market fluctuations. Uh, however, it did finish the day trading down 1.6, uh, despite beating earning expectations as its core business performed well. However, it is worth noting that the net interest income did miss the mark. So the market, the market really sort of focusing in on that. The big line in the sand for me is 274. We're trading it around 308, 309. So we're above that, which is great. However, it feels like we do need to see price for the bulls anyway to get back above 320 for there to be a little bit more momentum to the upside. So at the moment, 308, need it above 320 or below 274 for a bigger move. At the moment, that's not really happening. And then finally, may as well mention them, not you know necessarily someone that's always going to be on the radar for people, but Bank of New York Mellon outperformed expectations in terms of both revenue and profit with total deposits and net interest revenue aligning with those expectations and they finished the day up a whopping 3.82 percent the new low of the year however did also happen during tuesday's trade but turned around and finished very positive so that's uh, a good reaction from the earnings uh, as always i would always um, just give it another trading session, see how we can really push on. You don't need to jump into any of these uh, decisions and, and or positions, as I should say, to, to break in. Uh, and just having a look at the earnings we've had out so far, there's a great website, which I'm sure many of you use already on Finbiz, where you can see a map of the earnings day performance. The greener it is, the more positive it finished the day, the redder, if that's even a word, it is the more negative. And you squint your eyes, there's more green on the screen at the moment but we do have big big names to come over the next week or so just to chuck some at you microsoft the 24th google the 24th meta the 24th coca-cola the 24th you know big big names coming out amazon october the 26th exxon and chevron both on the 27th next week as well wow 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 uh just a, a quick one I saw the headline come through yesterday lulamon uh is to replace activation blizzard in the S&P 500 today. So that's Wednesday, October the 18th. Little piece of information for you there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what a deal that is for Microsoft. I'm going to get more about that sort of next week. Yeah, that's everything from 
AI, gaming, um, metaverse, you know, that's a humongous deal. I think it was 60 billion in the end, something like that. So that's right. yeah. So yeah, massive deal. That. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it there. Um, big, big weeks to come. Uh, in the earnings department and there's also a lot going on from a macro front so josh we'll have it covered i'm sure and i'll see you next week yeah make sure you're back and listening because we will have it all for you so take care guys see you soon take care guys try safe you have been listening to digest and invest by etoro for more information use etoro.com